Welcome back, everybody. We're doing a emergency podcast, a little special edition across the networks here for sideline coverage. We're going to do, we've got Brendan Peterman. I don't want to say Peterson like I had in the thing last time. Brendan Peterman and my co-host Trey Hill here for the Charity Stripe Commentary slash a ginger tailgate, the old college try. We're doing a combo. It'll go out on both feeds. We'll put it out on both of them so that listeners across both can, if you don't listen to both, you listen to one, you still get the treat of listening to us chat about the uh, shit show that is the NCAA this year. Brendan, you were the one that called the throughout the bat signal. Let us how, say hi to the folks here. Love to uh, join the show. Obviously, combine the efforts I did because two top 15 teams, in my opinion, and the Big 12 beat up on each other, but that does not mean that they are less than. With Virginia gone last night, pulling out because of COVID, and Kansas today at about noon central my time, pulling out because of COVID. We are looking at two teams that could possibly win the tournament that are possibly out because you have to have seven days of negative tracing. And that is substantial on so many levels, including conference tournaments, which might lead to some teams making the tournament that should not have had any business doing so. Mm -hmm. And Trey, my co-host on Charity Sharp Commentary, the tournaments in your neck of the woods this year, all in. I got my uh, notification that I could buy tickets to go and see some games last night, some second round games if I wanted to. I was shocked and appalled that tickets were actually on sale. (laughs) I hadn't seen that. I I don't know why you're surprised. (laughs) I'm three hours away. I got that notification too, and I just said, decline (laughs) well i'd have to cross the border so so i'd have to quarantine they wouldn't worry about quarantine here sir yeah no i get and i i get a whole lot of uh big man talk when i entered canada our premier would say that he'd find me and i'd have to quarantine and i could just walk out of the airport and have nothing happen because he's a he's a man with all talk no action i do think it's it's wild we've got two teams because these are these the first two teams that are that are pretty well locks for the tournament to test positive. Yes, and honestly, when something like this happens, I'm actually in healthcare. Long story short, I'm a traveling nurse recruiter. When something like this happens, it's an indicator of what's about to happen. So I'm going to tell you this: on the big scale of the big conferences, I would expect two to three more teams to test positive because mm-hmm. of what's happened. And so we've talked about it on Charity Stripe. They, they kind of have planned to have these teams kind of on the back burner. This kind of sets up perfectly for the NCAA to have these teams that are different, different tier teams. Like, okay, this team could slot in, in theory, for a one seat if they had to or a two seat if they had to. And it wouldn't be as egregious as, some, as you know, uh, as say UNC being in that that bubble and well, it looks bad now come tournament time. If we have a two seed drop out, it might be nice to have Kansas right there to step in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what we talked about. You're right on charity stripe, basically um, how the tournament's going about this. The rules are that if a team 
can't play because of COVID, they'll have the teams on the bubble kind of sitting there on the back burner. And my team, Duke, was one of the ones that we pro- uh, we probably thought would be sitting there ready to go because they weren't going to make the tournament. In all honesty, they had to win the ACC tournament and they got absolutely the doors blown off them by North Carolina. So North Carolina is in the finals now. Um, it's not just that. They tested positive. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, and it was because apparently a hundred students at Duke tested positive while rushing fraternities the past couple of weeks. I mean, if you're gonna go, you go hard. I'm sorry, <laughs> you go hard or you go home. I thought they were supposed and to be the smart ones. Went home. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it answers that question. Yeah, Trey, you're exactly right. They are supposed to be the smart ones. Wrong. <laughs> I, I my number one. And I mean, number one, first one in my mind, college basketball, and not 24 hours because it is 48 hours. I watched, I watched George, or I'm sorry, I watched Tate nail a buzzer beater against Clemson and then Leitner beat the buzzer beater yeah. against us. And I, because I lived in the Northeast and UMass wasn't a team back then. And so we always rooted for UConn anyway. And oh my, oh, it just hurt. Yeah, yeah, no, and you're. It's funny because Steve, as Stephen Miller, you know the infamous Trumper, he's a Duke grad, so that that's a tough break. <laughs> that's a tough break. It ended know. up being a good break for UNC, though, right? Isn't that what you guys were saying? Yeah, yeah. So UNC is really stepping up. They're climbing up the ladders. They're going to be in the tournament no matter what. I think this really opens up kind of some of the fringe teams like a Belmont lost. They won the conference uh, regular season, but lost in the tournament champion, their conference tournament championship, but they're a really good team. I could see some of the smaller conferences getting, you know, a second team in there because that was part of also part of the plan. So if a conference winner and it was, they only got a single bid, they had to bring somebody in from that conference as the backup for that because so i could see them start reaching into those backups right away because we don't need like the trash from the power five conferences playing like it's this year it's the acc especially like it was top heavy for like a couple good teams but the rest was all middling it's tech that gets through to the championship Georgia Tech? It's not, it's not UNC. Oh, yeah, Georgia Tech. I don't Tech. know why. I, I heard that earlier on ESPN, so I apologize. I was given false information because somebody said oh, that that moves. So it was probably somebody else that that's – So Georgia that Tech gets the, uh, gets the benefit. Get bumped, and, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying they're great, but, I mean, they – And that's just the, the nature of the COVID tournament. Like, mm-hmm. crazy shit's going to happen, and – it's it's going much like the bubble was in the NBA and how a lot of guys struggled with the the mental health aspect and you could you could see it on the court affecting people. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a tournament that we're going to remember forever because of the outside factors. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, I mean, what do you think is going like? Okay, how many teams do you think gets in? because of this that shouldn't like I I've got five or six that because I think we're going to hear about the big programs we are going to find out about the lesser programs but I think they're going to be quieter about it because they don't want to let people know it happened like Mm -hmm. if you're a mid-market you know mid-major team 
you don't want to broadcast that. You're just going to be like, hey, we're out. We're, we're, we're backing out, I think would be the better way to put it. I think three or four more teams probably. So you might get five teams, five or six teams that aren't in the initial field of 64. But I think those teams are going to be the first dip backup teams. That If they would have made the tournament, I think they'll bring them in. They can bring them into the – they don't have to be there the first round. They can, they can do the quarantine, get through it, and then come in and be those substitute teams if need be. So, so I, I think like, like substitute teams during the tournament because like, right. So like, say, say Iowa is in the tournament. They, they win their first round game. They get to the sweet 16 and they test positive. The, they're going to have some teams that are in, in the bubble in the tournament bubble that can come in and replace that team is what Sean told me. So the kind of teams on standby. I think before the tournament starts. Sure. But I don't know about during. I this think is, that, that's my next question because if somebody gets bumped from like 32 all the way down to let's just say eight, let's mm-hmm. they get that. That's a huge bump. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be crazy this year. Like the rules aren't even like you can read them and they don't really have any examples or anything like that because they don't really know what's going to happen because okay. they're basically probably praying that Iowa doesn't test positive. Because how are you going to replace an Iowa? Are you going to pull one of the other Big Ten teams that played like a Purdue if they lost? Can you imagine, though, say Gonzaga tests positive tomorrow. Yeah. And they miss miss the cutoff for being eligible to be in the tournament by one day. And then then we have a team test positive and say the the Sweet 16 and Gonzaga is sitting there all healthy. And we're just like, nope, you can't play Gonzaga. Like, I don't I don't see that happening. I no. actually thought they should have planned better and said, hey, there's a two-week gap between conference tournaments and the tournament. Get to Indiana, live in a hotel, do the daily testing, and let's find out what's going on. Because, I mean, that would have been the way to do it. And don't tell me the NCAA doesn't have the money. Sorry. Don't believe it. No, <laughs> they, they definitely have the money. Like right now, the first four out, according to CBS, is Boise State, Xavier, Utah State and Ole Miss. So is Xavier's really good. They beat Creighton on senior night in Ohio. And then that turned into the infamous Doug McDermott speech afterwards. The last, apparently Syracuse is on the last four in. They lost to Virginia. So they might actually on a buzzer beater. So they probably will take Virginia's spot. I would say that's the team that takes yep. Virginia's spot in the tournament. So they're not a last four in. So they're out of the first four. So How is UNC in? I, I, they were so terrible all year. And it was so great to see all the blue teams just so terrible. So sorry, Sean. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it was, it was a so, rough so year. But <laughs> it, well, it's, it's just the attrition of what's happened this year. A lot of teams... Like you have the Ivy League didn't even play at all, so that's if they're smart. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like, incredibly smart. <laughs> I mean, both the UConn men's and women's programs, shockingly, had issues this year, and yeah. they handled it the right way, but they also got penalized for it because I mean, UConn should be ranked. There's mm-hmm. no way, no way. You look at that team and you're like, all right, maybe not top ten, but I mean. Not not top twenty five, and mm-hmm. they're getting penalized for losses. And this used to be a thing pre COVID, 
and this this was like the Kenyon Martin rule, I want to say, because he broke his leg. Like they got penalized that year when he broke his leg, even though they were in one seat. They're like, no, he's not. You know, like yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. But without Bogdanovich, like I'm sorry, they're eleven and two with him, and they're not without him. So okay, and that's where I think this nine seed crap. If they beat Creighton today, and then they're going to get either Seton Hall or Georgetown, who they've owned all year. If they're not a four seed, I'm going to literally just light myself on fire. I will I will do it in video form. Um, I'll have, I don't I'll know have anything about anything that you're talking about. I don't know who's good and who's not. It's, it's, I it's, just want to see you light yourself on fire. I'm here for this. I'm, I'm Listen, listen, I'll still survive. I'm a ginger. Fire does not bother us. You're going to hear a lot of screaming because, like, it tickles. And, like, I scream when I'm tickled. So that's that's it. That's it. Yeah, right now UConn's a six. I think it, and Creighton's a five. So I think if UConn wins that game, they basically flip. Yes. Uh, spots, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Selection Sunday is just gonna because it's not gonna be too much of like whether because you're exactly right about UConn getting the with book night they will get the benefit of having book night, I think, and especially if they keep pushing in the Big East tournament. So it's just the other teams, the auxiliary teams. I don't know what's going to, like, you're going to have to have all these ahead of them going out. And like I said, let's just play name game. Let's say Villanova test positive. Mm -hmm. Best team in the Big East. Okay, they're out. Well, now you're almost down a bracket. Let's say Iowa, you are down a bracket. That's four teams that were ahead of them. They were a five. Now they've got to be a four, right? Yeah. Just by math alone. Yeah, Villanova's a five. The winner of the Big East can't secure like a three or a four seed on their own. Like, give me a break. Like, I mean, it's been a really weird year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Texas getting the benefit of Kansas being out, but they still have Kansas as a three seed into this if they can make it. Well, I love Texas. So I'm all in on them. Yeah, yeah, we we need to see Texas and Kai Jones. Uh, he needs to jump off the draft. I love him, and you know what, Trey, your, your point, he is going to – I am so tired of these guys getting drafted as the next big thing for their teams. They might be the number two player. Go find the number one. The mm-hmm. New Jersey Nets were absolutely trashed, trashed for years because of a great Danny Ainge trade. I, I don't know about that. I'm not from Boston. But anyway, um, and then all of a sudden bought their way to a title this year because I think they're going to win it because I don't think Anthony Davis is is healthy. That's NBA, but we're going to let that go. Before we started, um, to bring it back to NCAA, you brought up, do you think it's going to tank if Gonzaga could run the table? Do you think it taints that? Yeah, I did bring this up, and this is this is my big concern because it's such it's so shit. Because I, I'm I, I liked college basketball a lot whenever I was in high school. The older I get, I just haven't followed it as much, especially with Illinois not being good. So, also the one and done thing is killing me. Mm-hmm. It, it, you can't you can't build the Christian Leitner. Likewise, you can't build the you know Ray Allen who was there for three years. Duke you has know? Christian Leitner. What Matthew Hurt. Matthew Hurt is what Christian Laettler would be today. <laughs> right. But, I mean, Garza, who has been there, because mm-hmm. he stayed. But, I mean, he needed to. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he – like, 
We need these. I think there needs to be a rule. Either you declare before college or you stay for at least two years. Mm -hmm. But I don't to bring it back to the this tournament thing. I, I don't think it taints it. I'm an NBA fan. The bubble was a lot of people wanted to taint. You wanted to taint the bubble title. LeBron won it, who is one of the most polarizing figures who lots of people dislike. And even that title isn't being downplayed at all because of the bubble. College basketball fans, they want to celebrate college basketball. They don't tear it down like the NBA fans tear it down. I think, if anything, this is going to be looked at and celebrated as a triumph title Mm -hmm. for whoever wins. And if Gonzaga could run the table and win the title, that would just be celebrated as this war of attrition for these NCAA, for these NCAA diehards. I go ahead. Sean. Or I was just going to say like, if Gonzaga wins this basically like everybody who pays attention to college basketball and watches college basketball knows Gonzaga's it's basically Gonzaga's to lose the title. And that'll, if they do run the table and win anybody that downplays it, can we'll just know you're not a real college basketball fan because you I didn't watch that year because they've got four of probably the best 10 players in the country right now <laughs> like they they could get multiple lottery picks off of that team this year so they're a really good team it's the it's the other teams it's a war of attrition if a lot of top teams fall out it makes their road easier but I don't think it fully taints it for them. Um, um, people will use it. I, I totally get the argument that people will I, use I, it against I mean, Gonzaga. I, I mean, like, oh, I mean, as a Lou Gehrig fan, that I, I don't, there's just, there's too many times in sports where people use these, like, the Indiana fans are going to say something. Mm-hmm. The UNLV fans are going to, like, not that there are that many that are alive still, but, you know, hey, um, you know, it, it, there's, I, have I don't to, know. I'm I from Indiana. To, we, we love to celebrate basketball, good, good team basketball, like Gonzaga. They love Gonzaga here. Indiana's not good. I, I, I know a lot of Indiana fans who go, who go up to Blue, Bloomington for games, Illinois being good. They're really shitty about that. If they could get a team like Gonzaga winning it, Kentucky's bad. Duke's bad. They wouldn't hate it. And, I don't, I don't think people are going to compare this team and say they're better than that Indiana team. Even if they run through the table, I think it's a different conversation. I think if, if you compared it to the Indiana team, then they would want to fight you. But I think when they look at it, it's, it's just going to be this big circle jerk of celebration. Okay, I, I can see that. I have concerns there. I, I've noted them. I, I think it. I think it will lessen what people will look back in history and say, "Okay, they didn't have a stacked field like everybody else did." Now, this is my next question because we we talked about this kind of like, what happens if a team that didn't deserve it goes on that magical run, i.e., UConn, those two teams where somebody took like. What happens if, if that occurs where there's a team that wasn't going to get in and because of COVID they did. And then all of a sudden they want like, where's that? Where's that in the conversation? Well, I, th- I think it'll push for more, less blue blood action. It might re- 
invigorate the let like the let's bring in people that aren't the blue bloods let's create more chaos because that will be what won out is chaos in that circumstance which is everybody loves that about the ncaa tournament well, is the f- i'm bad on the mid majors this year who, who could get in that way like let's not talk cues but like let's talk xavier for instance mm-hmm. not getting in gets in wins all their game like but did yeah. they deserve to because they weren't going to make it like that's I think it's like Trey said, it's the war of attrition. They'll, they'll have won because they were able to handle COVID uh, in when it counted Yeah, basically like, so like Michigan had their school had a COVID problem. Allegedly. I'm not too sure what was going on with that. Illinois fans are salty because Michigan was given the regular season, big 10 title because of winning percentage, but Illinois won more games. And if they had played the same number of games, probably would have won the regular season title. So I think the regular season stuff's not going to matter. It's basically, can you handle COVID? I don't know what's going to happen if they have to, like if Trey's scenario of Iowa goes down right before the Sweet 16 and they have to bring somebody else in. If that, per, if that team goes on to win, like that's tainted in my eyes unless it was a Gonzaga that didn't meet the cutoff and then was basically. I mean, I, I, do we have a declaration by them at all? Or are they trying to play this game? Like, Hey, we're going to bring in Virginia and Kansas. We're just going to slide them in there. Yeah. The wording in the document was basically teams of comparable stature and record and different things like that. So, but it's really hard once you have, all of these teams dropping out close to it because I've found the like the NCAA has been like a, there's a few people at the top, a decent amount at the middle to bottom for that. Like the good teams are good and the bad teams are bad. Yeah. And the middle class really isn't there. Like it's basically America. (laughs) So I mean, I think whatever happens with, If there's a crazy run, I think anything that happens in this tournament, it's just going to be looked at as the crazy COVID tournament Mm -hmm. with, I think there's going to like, there's going to be that lint. I don't want to say asterisks or however you say that, because I don't think people are going to look on it negatively. I think it's just going to look through that lens of this was the crazy COVID year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are we going to look at for Juwan Howard today? Or have you guys not heard? I heard he got tossed cost and he tried to literally he was about to beat maryland's coach oh mark turgeon yep the turd so something got because they were talking something got said and howard launched and he got <laughs> held back like i watched the replay but something got said oh this is news to me i haven't seen this you know i i saw the headline before we so came on go, the pod go look at the replay it's 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 pretty good. I, yeah, I, I saw the still of him being held back. But oh, it's, I mean, there's there's something there that, I mean, he's trying to make a point. I don't know what the point was. I wasn't watching the game live, but he's making a point, and then Turgeon got in there, and, and then all of a sudden Howard's like, okay, I'm going. And he's normally a very calm guy. Like, I don't picture him getting that mad because he never did in his career both mm-hmm. college and and pro like he was like hey i'm making my money both at michigan and in the pros because let's be honest and uh you know 
Oh, sorry, I said that. <laughs> well, no, but we all know that's why their banners aren't up for that team. Like, and Chris Webber isn't even wasn't allowed back at the arena. <laughs> like, he, he technically didn't happen at Michigan, so we know they got paid. <laughs> Please do not come here. Please do not come. Here. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was. I I watched it. It was a sideline review, like of the replay, but it looked horrible. Like it was bad. Yeah, like Howard's just pointing and pointing, and then all of a sudden Turgeon says something, and then he's like, "I'm going to leap across five feet and just with my hand beat you." And somebody was between him. I can't even tell who it is, but thank God. And then he got a double technical, which not shocking, but I mean, really, like that's that's got to be something that was not supposed to be said because that doesn't make sense with that reaction for him. Yeah, so I'm seeing the tweets right now from Jamal Spencer. I guess in the post game, Juwan Howard said that he was trying to argue a call with the ref, and Turgeon told him, "Quote, Juwan, I'm not going to let you talk to me. You don't talk to me ever again." And then Juwan added that he charged at him, like he says, "Andy charged at me. I was raised by Chicago, and when you're charged, you defend yourself, especially when a grown man charges at you." Okay. So I, I don't know why Turgeon's charging at Juwan. Juwan's a pretty big dude. He's <laughs> only got him by half his size. No big deal. Neither one of them, I just watched out. it. Nobody got very close. Neither one of uh, them got very close to each other. It looked like a, a big hold me back moment Yeah. to uh, take a Jalen Rose quote. Yeah. So, and I guess Turgeon's referencing that, I guess it's been brewing for the two games that they played in the regular season. They're not fans of each other. So something's up there. I think Michigan will rally around this. They'll, he's, I mean, is he up for the championship? No, I don't think so. I don't think they, they're out like for technicals. It's just out that game. So, but even if he was out, I think they would still do well. That team's really good, Michigan. And especially, like, if he's not in the game, that might help the team, like, rally around because they'll say, we won this for our coach. So, who are your four number ones right now? Well, it's Gonzaga Baylor. I go Illinois. Hmm. Michigan, they have Michigan in there, but... Michigan just got stomped by Illinois when Illinois didn't have their best player, though. Yeah, they didn't have Io, so I wouldn't give it to them. The twos aren't – I'd give it to I. Oh, not even Iowa. Like I know who I'd give it to. Who would you give it to? I, I work for a company based out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I hear this. I've been hearing it for two weeks. Yeah, they're a two it's, seed. It's Bama. It's, it's actually Bama. Bama. If you look at what they did to Mississippi State today, it was it was pretty shameful. And they also lost their key freshmen like in the middle of the second half and still beat them by almost forty. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Bama can do it. And our, like I learned this the past couple of weeks, Bama is actually the second most successful SEC basketball program of all time, which is shocking. That is that is shocking. shocking. I have fond memories of them in high school being good. Yes. Yes. And they've they've always been, they've always, it seems like every five years or so, they have a nice Mm -hmm. three year, three or four year stretch. And in the SEC, that's all you have to have to be Mm -hmm. one of the most successful basketball teams. The only one that's going to count is Kentucky. Yeah. Florida had their run with Donovan, but they've been, you know what else? 
Yeah. Yeah. And Kentucky had those years with Gillespie and everything before they got Calipari when they were like a dumpster fire. So, yeah, I remember when they had Avery Johnson coaching Bama, they were doing really well. They would make the tournament. They were doing some runs there. Yeah. No, that, yeah. When you think about it that way, it's probably that, that works. I can see that. But yeah, I, I'd give it to Bama. They've been playing really well. And the SEC is a, a good tournament, a good, I just don't, I don't want to give the big 10 two. like the whole chat. Oh, the, big Ten's the, no. the big 10 is the best conference. I don't really see it. It's like, they have a couple of, of really good teams, but the bottom sucks. Like it's like the SEC with football, the SEC, the top is really good, but they feast on some pretty big shit on the bottom of the sec when you look at the bottom of some Penn of the standings State, northwestern <laughs> oh that no that's yeah for basketball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nebraska. Oh, i'm going with bama with you guys because like i said i i'm not super familiar but i i think the three locks are for sure gonzaga baylor and illinois at this point yes. right yeah 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 you have to get illinois played duke this year and, and shocking, duke shocking and, a rutgers upset tonight because they are playing rutgers if they got bounced in the quarterfinals, maybe they bounced to a two. Maybe Michigan or Iowa winning the Big Ten jumps into like there's only yeah, right. they, one of them is what I'm saying. Like yeah. right, yeah. Barring something crazy, Illinois is is almost locked up in there. And I Gonzaga and Baylor they could get bounced in the first rounds and still get one seeds. No, no, Gonzaga already won. Oh, yeah. already, see, I, I like I said, yeah, it's I don't, a, okay, it, already done. earlier. Yeah. Baylor's still in, but again, Kansas just bounced. So I'm not even sure. Did that advance? Hold on. Let me check. That advanced advance Texas. Advanced Texas. They were supposed to play Texas today. Okay. So we'll see. Like, I, I think Baylor could lose in the finals and still be a one seed. I don't think they're in it. Oh, did they lose earlier? I in the, I, ooh, I looked I, earlier. Hold on. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention to the conference tournaments. This year has been oh. kind of a down year for me. I'll I'll watch the tournament. Like I, it's so upsetting because last year and this year are the two times, the two only times I've like not had a job during the tournament, and I could really just like sit down and and just veg out watching the Thursday Friday. And last year, no tournament. This year, the tournaments taint like tainted in the sense that I wish the players were getting paid. Bay- Baylor's locked because they're going against Oklahoma State tonight. Okay. Kansas was going against Texas. Texas is in. Yeah, Let's yeah. say Baylor moves on, but Texas has that day off. That'll mm-hmm. be the excuse. Oh, you know, their opponent in the conference final had a day off. Did they're you say there. Oklahoma State they're playing? Yeah. I can see them losing to Oklahoma State and still getting the one seat because you got Cade Cunningham. That's how the, they would just say, if it's a Cade Cunningham game, mm-hmm. then I could see the committee just ta- is still giving it, maybe bump up Texas if Texas wins because right now they're a three seed in the bracketology. They might bump up to a two. Oh, I depending. mean, the Big 12 was never in doubt. I mean, if yeah. the number one team out of that should get a one seed this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the SEC. I, I Everybody slept on them and mm-hmm. because Kentucky was not up there. But, I mean, the rest of the conference was actually pretty strong. Tennessee was ranked at a point. You, ha- you had – was it Old Miss or Mississippi State that was bouncing in and out? I think it was Old Miss. I, me yeah. too. 
And then you had um, Mizzou, who magically reappeared, which they used to have a good basketball program. <laughs> like, they did. Yeah. And a good football program. It's called the, you know, Big Eight, but, you know, no big deal. Um, <laughs> and so I see where there are some good teams there where it, it should have a number one seed. Now, the Big East, arguably, Villanova, Creighton, and UConn, those top three, I thought they should be battling at least for a two seed. Nova feels like a three to me. If they're going to lose that early in the BE's tournament, Creighton feels like a, you know, three to four and UConn feels like anywhere between a three and a five, depending on how they do tonight. So, but yeah, I, the bracketologists just have a hard on for the big 10 right now. Oh, like sure. there's like so many and then, but Houston uh, is considered a two seed as well out of the American are they in all, all this talk yeah. and it's not going to matter because it's going to be batshit crazy with the COVID yeah. and the tournaments. And yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think it's just going to be super interesting. I think, yeah, with Virginia dropping out, that's kind of. It, it was they- Virginia and Kansas, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's why, I, that's, right. why that's why, why we had to jump on and do I'm a like, yeah. Wait, yeah. If, it, if it was Virginia and, you know, you know, Southwest Missouri Tech State A&M who gives a crap but like this was like okay we're talking about two top 15 teams yeah. like with, with probably more to come to the title and on top of it you have to remember there's contract tracing like so like contact tracing you have to look at the fact that they are all sharing locker rooms mm-hmm. So there's probably three or four more teams that might have a positive test because of it. I don't know what the protocols are between the games. I'm not saying they didn't delouse the place, but let's assume this wasn't Shawshank Redemption and Andy Dufresne didn't get his, you know, force fed, you know, water. I I'm, I'm saying right now, even out of that, there might be three or four teams. Yeah. I conferences, And that's where people don't realize it takes anywhere up to three weeks to test positive. So and I, when we get more, we'll have to jump back on. Yeah. 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 I, we may have to do like <laughs> a watch party on selection Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Cause right now, Wichita state's on the bubble and they played in the title game today for the AAC with Houston. Yeah. Yeah. They, but it's like, they, they're 16 and four. 11 and 2 in the oh, AA in the American and they're on the bubble. Why are they so, Okay, yeah. Okay. Now, like I said, there's a lot of Big 10 teams in here. Do final 4 and yep, 16 and 4 doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> the schedule must be minus 360. <laughs> <Give me a laughs> break. 11. It's 11? Yeah. <laughs> and they're on the bubble. <laughs> Boise State's on the bubble with the two strength of schedule. What's their record? Uh, 18 and 8, 14 and 6 in the Mountain West, but they're on a four game losing streak. Oh, oh see, I believe in your last 10. Yeah. I do. I, yeah, I and Wichita State's on eight. And then say Boise's not like, there's, there's, there should be a last 10 there. there yeah. If you're, if you're fading, don't come to the tournament because that's not, it's not appropriate. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, We'll definitely have to keep an eye on it, watch the situation, and see what happens regarding the tournament. It's going to be interesting. I'm still flabbergasted by the fact that fans are going to be in there, but 
you know, I don't know. I know fans almost everywhere else at this point. Yeah. So, but it's in like big arenas and stuff like that. It's in Banker's Life and. um, Oh yeah, they'll space it out. But it's yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So we'll see. Hanky, I think was on there. The first four, or I'm sorry, the what is it? Oh, the first four in usually in Dayton. I don't know where they're doing that. I didn't say because it's what four games. So yeah, so it's two. It's two. It's four twelve seeds. And then four 16 seeds. And I've always, I've always hated that. It's like four of the guaranteed teams had to play the play in. Cause you, you're, that's not really guaranteeing you a spot. Like you have to play again to play in. It should be all at large bids on the first four, but who, who am I to say, you know, why penal, why penalize at large teams? <laughs> I, 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 I can't stand it. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, yep. And even I expect things to come across my phone in the next hour and say, there's another mm-hmm. two or three teams and I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. at all. If, if so, you yeah. And even, the fact I that I testing positive. <laughs> yeah. And the, well, and like the fact that Duke had that many students test positive and it affected their basketball team for rushing fraternities. How many other schools are going to have that? Like, <laughs> when Duke's considered one of the smarter schools, that's not a good sign for the rest of it, but they are kind of young, dumb and white partiers. Who considers them the smarter school? I'm just, well, they have a law school and everything like that. Cause they're, it's a hard school to get into. It's private, but it's like, take Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's basically the Duke of that area. Just without the good basketball program. You sound like someone who went to Vanderbilt. I never went to Vanderbilt. It, it, it's called Duke North, okay? That's what we <laughs> call it in America, all right? Yeah, so it's – I don't know what's going to happen with the tournament. Like, it's – I'll be lucky if we finish the tournament, to be honest. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if it didn't go, but they lost like $800 million by not having it last year. So th- it's that basically – yeah. Is that bad? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's losing like a rich person losing a hundred dollars is bad to them. Like rich people don't like to lose money, period. <laughs> so when you lose a substantial amount of money, it's it's like life threatening to them. <laughs> Mark Emmerich in a year lost eight hundred million dollars on not having the NCAA tournament, and then also got told that everyone in college basketball and football can have their likenesses actually paid for oh i'm sorry he might be a little- <laughs> so they're going to squeeze every last dollar out of this tournament i think um i don't know what's going to happen but we'll we'll keep monitoring the situation we've got the charity stripe commentary we've got the ginger tailgate we've got the feeds to keep you informed about what's happening and you know check us all check us out um Hopefully you're subscribed to a ginger tailgate and you've got the, I can't wait for the recipes to come out and college football season spring balls coming up for that. Like as soon as we've done one recipe yet, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with my own. I'm going to be cooking. It's going to be like Julia child. Cause I'm going to speak in her voice at that point. I'll send you my rib recipe. 
nice for that yeah it's a good it's a good rib recipe i like it i make it all the time um so i'll send you that and then we've got spring ball so as soon as college basketball is over you know you get the masters and then you got spring ball starting up and i think you know trey lance is throwing some spirals out there he's not playing in the fcs because they were supposed to play this this uh spring but you know lots of Lots of stuff out there. Keep an eye on the basketball. We'll see. I hope Juwan Howard doesn't stay tossed. I think I, I like Juwan Howard as a coach. I like what he's doing at Michigan for that. And especially, I love the Fab Five. I grew up with the Fab Five. I went and saw them back in the day. My dad and I spent like a day in line for tickets their freshman year. He, we drove down the night before and camped out for tickets the day they went on sale to the public. The word you're looking for is iconic, and you are correct. Yeah. 100% correct. So I I hope Michigan does well. Um, I think Illinois is better, personally, in the Big Ten. And I like Io as a pro prospect. I think this bodes well for the G League. I think this might we might start seeing some more people going out to the G League the night for that because they won't want to deal with the hassle. Like Jalen Johnson opted out of Duke like halfway through the season for that. And I think that's going to happen. I liked your idea before the pod about having, you have to either declare and stay two years or go to the draft. You have to say you're going to college and stay two years. Cause that's basically like baseball in baseball. You either come out of high school or you stay three years in college. So, and you can get drafted and still go back. So I like I I think they should really do that as well. They really need to open it up and kind of see what the MLB is doing in regards to that. But you know, as I just want the players to get paid. To be honest, like that's well, one of the reasons you, I you didn't watch. You can't make both arguments. Like if they're not good enough and they need to go to college, go mm-hmm. to college for two years. And and I would say three, but I'm just going to say two because basketball is a little bit different than baseball. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't – if you have the option to go before college, don't go to college. And that's what they need to open. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. If, if they're that good, get out. Like, Wiseman was probably good last year. Oh, yeah. And then, and then he's held out of the season anyway because the NCAA says, you took something improper. <sighs> Come on. From his own – his college coach the year I, before. <laughs> but I, I don't – like, you're – I don't – think players should get paid that much money like the g league it, you'll make more money in the g league i just think the ncaa ma- makes so much money that they have to pay the players because it's considered a not-for-profit so basically they just raise the salaries of the management so everybody else keeps getting richer except for the people that keep making them richer <laughs> so it you'll make some money you're not going to make nba or g league money in the ncaa but they should be getting like that's the but kids took get a risk. more press and you're going to get more publicity. So yeah. there's, there's a certain level of that for two years mm-hmm. where you can build your brand. And I mean, I'm not saying LeBron is a good example, but imagine if LeBron went to college for two years, mm. just saying, just saying, not only would he have been the number one pick again, but he would have walked onto that court and he probably would have been in the finals that first year. Mm-hmm. He probably would have been able to get veterans to come to his team and go, I'm going to play with him mm-hmm. just like he's doing now. Yeah. 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 And college also does produce good NBA players that weren't 
high prospects out of high school. John Morant, the second <laughs> second overall pick behind Zion Williamson. They played on the same AAU team, and they were not recruited the same <laughs> at all. So the fact the that they both are here. one and two. Uh, Kemba Walker. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Keep going. Yep. So, and Book Knight this year, like he's yep. he's really driven up his draft stock for that. So the college does have a place, but I think G League is the minor league system that college has never been. And they'll build that out. And I think some more players will go there, but they really need to look at the NCAA really does need to look at what they're doing. Like it was announced today, Michigan state's now sponsored by rocket mortgage. And they're going to be the Michigan state university Spartans presented by rocket mortgage. That is the team name (laughs) at home. (laughs) So you don't think some of that money can go to the players on that team. (laughs) Anything else from you guys? Well, I'm, I'm out of breath now because now <laughs> I want to go back into college and get paid like them. So, <laughs> Well, I'll let you guys get back to the rest of your day and watching what else happens with the NCAA tournament. Hopefully, we don't have to start recording again in an hour when <laughs> it's announced that Ohio State's out of the tournament. <laughs> First of all, we'll have to have a live cam on Joe. It's the Ohio State, because if you don't say it right, we could all lose our jobs. Um, oh, yeah, it, is, it actually legally is the is Ohio State. The Ohio State. <laughs> and so, like, let's let's just, if they're out, um, Lord have mercy, and may God have mercy on all our souls. And, and then we have to pray that they're not replaced by, you know. Sisters crappy. of the poor school? Oh, oh, no, 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 like somebody like Purdue. <laughs> Northwestern Penn State is a joke, you know. Yeah. Like, ha ha ha, we did this. You got COVID, ha ha ha, you know. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The NCAA's really backed themselves into a corner, and they are—they're just doing it regardless of what we think. So I don't have the answers. <laughs> that's, no. that's the problem I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the answers—they have the answers. They're just convoluted, and they actually lead to more questions. <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> well, to, I'll say bye for Trey and Brendan. Check out uh, College Tailgate, the old, or sorry, a Ginger Tailgate, the old College Try. That is a mouthful. That is a long title. I like it, but it's it's just a mouthful. I'm a I'm get used to it. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> and then Charity Stripe Commentary. And subscribe to both if you only subscribe to one of them. Because this is sideline coverage. We're building this bad boy out. Go to sidelinecoverage.com. Trey's putting out his scouting reports. He's writing out articles. We're going to be debating some different things on there. We've got the Charity Stripe commentary page on Facebook and group. Brendan's on there as well. We'll probably uh, get some ginger tailgate stuff out there regarding some recipes. That's where I'll post my rib recipe for you on the out of bounds and charity sharp commentary so that everybody else can get it. It's really good. Simple, super easy. It takes three hours to make the ribs and it's perfection. Well, have a good night, everybody. 